My guy, Mr. Hard Knicks Podcast. How you doing, brother? Chilling, chilling, bro. What's good, man? What's good? Uh, nothing, man. Um, Everything's just been crazy. You know, it's July 4th weekend. Yeah. Um. Er- yeah, everything's just been crazy, brother. Yeah, good to hear. Yeah, uh, 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 man, anytime, man. It's good to hear from you, brother. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me, Knicks Nation. I apologize. You know it's your boy Slizzy. State of the New York Knicks podcast. Got my guy, Mr. Die Hard Podcast in the build. Die Hard Knicks Podcast in the building. And we just been supposed to do this podcast, but apologies to everybody. It was my fault. But finally, it is, as you already said Fourth of July weekend, man. So you can't you can't, you know, plenty, plenty of excuses for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, we're here, so it's all good, man. We here. So we got a we got a couple things to talk about, you know. Nice little thirty minute podcast. We got a couple things to talk about. Um, so let's go down the line. The first the, the first thing I wanted to get at was Alonzo Trier, and mm. you know we let go Alonzo Trier, and we brought up Jared Harper, and people was like, "Why the hell is Alonzo Trier being waived?" and I'm pretty sure me and you got a couple of reasons, but I, I want to hear yours first. Well, I mean, Alonzo Trea, I don't he must have like slept with somebody's wife or they got like dirty <laughs> pictures of uh of uh Dolan doing some weird stuff or something, man, because I really don't get it. Yo, so um I, I think it was um Knicks fan TV. They 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 posted like um that earthquake game in um summer league last year, and um you know the earthquake had when the earthquake happened, uh Trey drove down a lane and banged, you know, it was like his his dunk caused the earthquake, you know? Yeah. So you assume that that like the kid was gonna be like he was gonna like take take you know everything to the next level this year and really show out. You know, he started game one and then it was like what ha- like what happened, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so, so I, I I could name I a couple could... of things. One, when you sign Marcus Morris, Bobby Porters. Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock. When you sign a bunch of veterans, Taj Gibson, and you trade for more Harkless right after in the middle of the season. He was never really in the plans. Him and Dotson was never really in the plans. Because if you place uh we gonna make the playoffs, we supposed to make the playoffs. If you place that expectation on this roster, then there's no reason for the for Fisdale, along with Mike Miller, to play Alonzo Trier because you paid a bunch of guys who also plays the same position as Alonzo Trier and also drafting R.J. Barrett, who is a shooting guard, plays Alonzo Trier's position. I also want to throw this at you, too. Was it attitude problems with Trier, bro? Because I've heard stories about Trier being in Twitter group chats and he was talking about how he was about to get traded you know, guy, guy named Fredo on Instagram. Shout out to my guy Fredo, fellow Nick fan. He was telling me about how Trey was talking junk behind RJ Barrett's back. You know, we, me and you both seen the game when Alonzo Trey and Tim Hardaway Jr. had that little spat on court, and Tim Hardaway was telling Trey to pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Tim got some nerve, but yeah, it, it, it's multiple things, and I'm still baffled. Just like you, did Trey do something to James Dolan? He couldn't even play after All Star break. After you trade Mook, we're twenty games under five hundred, and and it's just baffling to me. Yeah. 
It's like the LeVar Postel um, syndrome. Remember LeVar Postel? <laughs> he made that comment and said that he's just as good at Alice, as Allen Houston and Charles Sprewell, and then they freaking waved him. You know what I'm saying? So this is like the same type of thing. <laughs> you know, Trey already thinks that he that he's an all-star. You know, he got all the talent, but, but um, you know, you get, he did get his chance, though, man. Like like, like I said, he started that first game against San, uh, San Antonio, and then we had to put him in against um the Nets, you know, and he single-handedly brought us back. But um, like like I said, something happened, man. You know, whatever that is, I don't know if it's professionalism or maybe he just thinks that he's already made it and he doesn't want to pay his dues and stuff like that. So maybe that maybe that's it. I'm just I'm just disappointed that the Knicks did not play him in a lost season. Let's let's be honest, bro. This season was a fluke. This season, yeah. This season was a fluke. This season yeah. really, you know, this season has been very bad. As, in terms, as far as the kids goes, because Lonzo Trey barely played, Dotson barely played, Frank Nilakina, Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, those four barely played together. I felt yeah. like Frank Nilakina and Lonzo Trey was a perfect complement to each other coming off the bench, and it never materialized. And it's like I, I feel bad because what if Alonzo Trey do go to another team? Matter of fact, it ain't a what if. He's going to go to another team. And when he goes to that ne- next team, if he explodes on the scene, you know the Knicks is going to get – you know we're going to get dragged in the media. Just like we yeah, get man. dragged today. Yeah, we, we get dragged every opportunity they, they, um, that they get. You know what I'm saying? But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's just, it just bugged out. But, um, you know, like, like going, going – um, what I was going to say, with, with the – just uh, the the veterans and stuff like that. Like you kind of need the veterans or whatever. So I, I mean, maybe maybe they just wanted um shooting or whatever. Because I mean, they they got rid of him and they went right away and they got this guy Harper. Now Harper, I remember him from from summer league. You know, he's just like a like a shooter. So maybe maybe um maybe they they just want like pro guys. You know, guys that that, that don't really do a lot of dribbling. Guys that just go you know go for for what they do. You know, what I'm saying not not so much um you know dribbling and hero ball and that type of thing. Maybe maybe the Knicks are just um trying to get um, you know, close to like more pro, pro kind of guys. You know, traditional pros. You know, very true. And and Harper is a better playmaker than Alonzo Tread, Tread, as, as you noticed. Um, Absolutely. They, they, um, a couple. Um, well, if you follow him on Instagram, um, this guy Harper, he he can shoot from half court. You know, on on the catch and shoot. You know, what I'm saying so. He got a jump shot. So maybe, maybe you know, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So we kind of gotta gotta really wait and see what um what that what happens with that going forward. You know. Yeah, for sure. I'm. I'm well, Alonzo Trier, best of luck to you. Um, I hope he has a productive career. And yeah, not for nothing. Trier and Dotson—they're like thirty-five years old at this point. How long have they? How long has Dotson been with the team? He's like, you know, he, he's not, not not twenty years old anymore. The guy's like literally like like twenty-six or something like that, you know. And um, Trier—he's pretty old too mm-hmm. for like a second-year guy. So, I, to be honest, bro, Dotson is gone because if I'm Dotson and I'm yeah. twenty-six years old. I'm doing what's best for my family. And I know he's not going to get a payday here. And I don't see how he gets a rotation spot for next season yeah. over here. It's bad enough that him and Frank Nelikina is Phil Jackson draft picks. That's bad enough. But yeah. I just don't see him being in the rotation next season. So as far as Dotson goes, I believe he moves on as well. Yeah. But you remember guys like Lance and Galloway and stuff like that. When when he was on the Knicks, everybody was like, "Oh, we should we should give him more minutes." And you know, Tony Douglas of the world and stuff. You know, the same way certain guys you know flourish on other teams. When um, 
and there's also certain guys that as soon as they leave the team, they just disappear off into obscurity. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just hope it. I just you know hope that you know not not that I hope. I, I just you know it would be just better for for us if if um they kind of just do that. You know? Yeah, for, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So enough about ISO Joe. <laughs> ISO <Yeah>. Now you got. <laughs> I think I believe it was yesterday or the day before. I believe it was Friday. The Knicks aren't really interested in going to Florida. They're not interested in going to Chicago to play these meaningless games. Mm-hmm. Because basically they care about the young guys and they basically say, "Hey, look, we just want to start preparing for the draft and we're more interested in our coaching shirts." Which is a valid reason, and I respect Leon Rose for that. Yeah. Of well, course, also, though, the media judges us. Of course, yeah. though. Yeah. And it's like, how can I say this? Hmm. <laughs> I, I, damn, man, I'm so stumped right now because yeah. it's just so much that, that, that goes on with the Knicks per day. It's like it's just so. Oh man, it's ah, oh, I caught a brain cramp. It's just so much. Well, well it's it's with the with the Nick Ross as well. We we got a lot of guys that are free agents too. You talking about Reggie Bullock? You got Bobby Porter's. You know a bunch of bunch of different guys. Wayne Ellington. Every all these guys are free agents too. So it makes no sense to go to Florida or Orlando with a team that half the roster is not going to be here. So why why would any of these guys? You know, aside from um, you know the 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 franchise getting ready for the draft and things that, you know, we're trying to get a, a coach and all this other stuff. The mm-hmm, players themselves, mm-hmm. they, they got to worry about their own um, careers too for next year. Cause I'm, none of these guys are coming back. Hart, more Harkless. Nope, none of these guys nope. are coming back. You know what I'm saying? Cause um, we're, we're going to be looking at trying to add um, players in the off season. So these guys are, are going to get waived as soon as, as soon as um, we got an opportunity just to get that cap space. Imagine if we came back to basketball and mm-hmm. RJ Barry tears his ACL. I don't even want to finish that sentence. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> <laughs> like, can we delete that out the universe, man? <laughs> you know, shoot that out the sky, man. Yeah, and, yeah, I, because I, I mean, I, that would be I, catastrophic I, if he got freaking hurt, man. So oh, you know, we really gotta like, you know, keep keep on um, bubble bubble wrap on our guys, man. That yo, that would be Porzingis part two. That would set the rebuild back another two years. That yeah. we cannot afford that we cannot afford it and plus let's be real bro i don't want to see a fucking excuse my language if any kids is listening to this i don't want to see a fucking julius randall spin move in september (laughs) i don't want to see alfred payton ever 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 suit up for the new york knicks as a point guard in the new york in the madison square garden infecting the mass the, the, the historic point guard floor with, with Mark Jackson. Oh, oh my God, I can't watch him no more. Oh my God, Bobby Portis, I cannot watch these guys no more. Yeah. Well, also too, Julius Randle. Julius Randle, we all want to trade him, but if he goes to if he goes to Chicago and gets hurt, then what the hell are we gonna do? We can't trade him now. If the guy's hurt. You know, so I'm I'm totally with not not participating in none of this stuff, man. Yeah, nah, that's for sure. We we cannot. No, 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 no. Focus on the coaching search. I want a coach, and when it comes to this next coach, I want a coach that is focused on the kids. I don't want nobody who's coming here for a 
what can I, how, how can I say it? I don't want nobody rushing. I don't want nobody coming in here talking about Devin Booker. I don't want nobody coming in here talking about, oh, I want to trade. Uh, I, I, this team needs to get better, and we need to get No, I don't want you coming here to do that because this goes right into my next segment. I've been arguing with people on Instagram, I mean Instagram, on Twitter for the past about two weeks <laughs> about Devin Booker. Oh, my God. It's getting to so, the point I'm losing energy over this topic. So what's your, what's your thoughts on Devin Booker? Because I, I got an opinion on the guy. So what's, what's your thoughts on Devin Booker? Or what's the argument that you're getting, out on, getting on Twitter? The argument is basically <laughs> – it's a couple arguments. The first argument is, is Devin Booker, does he move the needle for the Knicks? To me, no, because he does not move the needle for the Phoenix Suns. He has not won 30 games in his career. I have an issue with that. And yeah. then on top of that, the people that gives me the excuse, well, it's the Suns. Well, it's the Suns organization. The Suns had just got a number one overall pick in DeAndre Ayton. No excuses. You cannot give me 40 wins with DeAndre Ayton. Then on top of that, Devin Booker plays what side of the ball? Offense. Do we ever hear about his defense? No. Does he make other players better? No. Has he made his own team better? No. So why the hell am I going to entertain trading for a man, Carmelo Anthony Part 2, trading for a man who's only good on the offensive side of the ball, does not affect the defensive side of the ball, does not impact winning, is not a real leader to me. This is the same man who cried about getting double teamed in a pickup game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> then, then you got dudes saying, oh, well, we could get Devin Booker if we trade Kevin Knox and Frank Milikina and a couple first-round picks. Whoa, hold your horses, buddy. Kevin Knox average. I love Kevin Knox. I love Frank Milikina. They both averaged six fucking points last season. Can you explain to me? Please, I want you to explain to me. What the hell is Phoenix Suns doing trading 26 points and seven assists per game per game for six points per game, six points per game, Julius Randle, who's wild and efficient, and a bunch of first-round draft picks? Please explain to me that, brother. Yeah, that's um, that's a tough argument, man, but – you know, like when you were saying about about Devin Booker, or whatever he he's twenty three. You know, so that that's that's the uh, that's the KV right there. He's he's twenty three years old and he's doing this. So if if we get if we was to trade for him, you know, you know, like I said, even before we even talk about the trade, if he was to trade, if, if they agreed to a trade for him and we and we got him, that expedites the um the the, the rebuild a little bit. And how, also too, how, it, how, it, um, how? I like I like I like um at the three. What you say? How he he never won thirty games. How 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 does that make us better? I don't well, check that. out, check out, um, check out. Um, you, you mentioned DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden only played um thirty games. He only started twenty five. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ricky Rubio was hurt. You know, Miles Bridges um was off and on kind of with his thing. You could just go online. Jarrell, um, that guy Dario Sarek was didn't have a great year. Frank um Kaminsky was off. It's a lot of different guys. Johnson Taylor, he got he, he ended up getting waived and all kind of stuff. You know, you could just go online about all, all that. Even Kelly Kelly Oubre was on the team for a little while. You know, it's like you know, they, they didn't really have a team, you know, can over I, there. Can I, yeah, go ahead. 
John Morant, Devin Booker. Who has more impact on winning? John Morant. Why? Or, why? Why? Or Devin Booker. Yes. Why? Why does John Morant have impact on winning? Well, he he's a dog. That's why. You know, he's a he's a he's a dog. But also, too, you, you can argue that Memphis has a, has a better team, has a better situation over there. Oh, my God. You, you, do Memphis got a number one pick on their roster? I'm confused. Who, Memphis? Yes. Uh, well, they, they had the other the other kid, um, the the, the son guy that, um, yeah, yeah, Jared, whatever his name is. That's an excuse, my brother, because he's not a number one pick. The, Memphis got a bunch of no-name guys. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns was in a lot of really – the the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> the Phoenix Suns was in the lottery. Eight damn near eight years straight. You mean to tell me they can't win thirty games? Devin but, Booker, who averaged twenty six and seven, you can't give me thirty <laughs> games, bro. You can't give me thirty games. That sounds like the Knicks, though. <laughs> the Knicks don't got somebody who averages twenty six and seven. Well, we did. We had we had um Carmelo Anthony, and we also had uh, Chris Stapps at one point. So. We're all in the same boat, so it's like it's like calling the kettle black. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I understand you, but I no, nah, I feel you. But the whole thing with this Devin Booker stuff is like, I don't see it realistically being possible that you trade for Devin Booker without training R.J. Barrett. I just don't see it possible. Yeah. And and without giving up the first round pick too, that's all tough tough to um swallow. So so you asking me basically. To give up now, I've been watching the Knicks. Sir. I've been ten years old, bro, my brother, mm-hmm. and you older than me, my brother. Yeah, I've been watching these dudes for the past twenty years. <laughs> you mean to fucking tell me you want me to give up my chance to get a franchise point guard after twenty years, and I had to subject myself to Raymond Felton, Tony Douglas, Alfred Payton, Emmanuel Mudiay, Trey Burke? Get the fuck out of here, man! Get, get, what what, what man, do you I think about uh, Van Fleet? What do you think about Van Fleet? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. It, here's my thing about Fred Van Fleet. How much we paying him? Well, he's, he's going to end up getting paid probably the same amount as um as this guy, um Beyblade, um, Julius Randle. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going to be getting, probably getting the same amount, 20-something mil. I'm sick of you. He said, baby, Julius Randle. Oh, man. If you're a person who watch cartoons, that's a good laugh, man. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably get the same thing, like 20-something mil. I'm not paying Fred Van Fleet my height. I'm not paying Fred Van Fleet. Nah, Fred, Fred Van Fleet, I think he got to be like 6'3 or something. Let me, let me check him. Hell no, my brother. He is six foot 5'11". He's on what he got him listed, 6'1". Six, six foot. <laughs> six, six one in shoes. See, he's six foot. Yeah. Hit, great player. Championship caliber player. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Fred, Fred Van Fleet. Here's the three things, though. Because I'm, I'm always going to be objective about everything. Yeah. One, how much stock can I take into his defensive capabilities when I know he has a bunch of trees behind him and Marcus All, Serge Ibaka, um... My boy Spicy P Pascal. Uh, he got he got a bunch of vets behind him. They all tall. And Bobby Boucher, OG Ananobi, Kyle Lowry. Like the Raptors is a really good defensive team. Like the whole team 
is the is is really good. Yeah. So Fred Van Fleet come over here, he gonna have Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett, Mitch Robinson. I don't know about that. He might get exposed over here. That's one. Two. Yeah. Two. Um. I love Fred Van Fleet. He's cool. Wait, well, he averaged he averaged on um, one point nine steals a game. Th- that's true. That nah, don't get me wrong. He he's he's good on the defensive side, but how much stock can I take into that? And then two, it's like, who's the draft pick? Did we draft Lamelo Ball? Because if we draft Lamelo Ball or Kelly Hayes, I don't want nothing to do with Fred Van Fleet. Like. Anything. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But um, with the Knicks luck, you know, the Knicks, um, you know, we, we're supposed to be, um, you know, on paper, supposed to be um, pick number six. So with our luck, we might end up being actually number six or number four or whatever. We might not even get a shot at even having, getting oh my God, or killing, you know? Oh my I mean, God, don't make me jump off the roof, bro. Yeah, so, I mean, let's, let's say, let's say if we miss out on, on some of these point guards, whatever, in this draft, then, you know, what what about, um, what about that kid, um, from, um, Dayton, uh, Obi Toppin? What do you think about him? Uh, Obi Topper is cool, but Kevin Knox is two years younger. Mm-hmm. Obi Topper can't defend for the, if if a ghost smacked him, he cannot defend it, <laughs> and he can't rebound. Obi Topper, so, yes, he cannot rebound. He's not a good rebounder. Matter of fact, go look at RJ Barrett. How many rebounds RJ Barrett averaged in college, and then go look at Obi Topper. And then on top of that, you gave me you, you don't I. I'm a guy. I love resumes, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm a. I'm big on resumes. His resume ain't that impressive to me because you only did it for one season. I didn't get three seasons worth of production. Right. So you talking about Obi Toppin? Yeah, I'm talking about Obi Toppin. I mean, if he man, if push come to shove, I take him. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy with the draft pick, but I take him and I stand for him, just like I do to all the other Nick kids. Yeah. So. I mean, I I can't get mad at it. It's just who is the draft pick for me to acquire a guy like Fred Van Fleet? And then the last thing is, what's the plan, right? Let's say now a dude was like, he broke down a scenario. Well, we could trade for Devin Booker, and we could still get Fred Van Fleet in free agency. Okay, cool. I like that plan. But your plan is half-assing because if you get Devin Booker, right, Booker makes about $28 million. You want Fred Van Fleet, right? Fred Van Fleet makes about... He's going to... He's going... Even though he's not worth it, mm-hmm. he's going to make 15 to $20 million, right? So let's say the Knicks pay him $20 million because we know the Knicks. Mm-hmm. So that's $48 million, right? Do people understand that we have to pay Mitchell Robinson next summer because we have to decline his fourth year in order for him to be a restricted free agent. So we're going to have to decline his, his team option for next summer. We're going to have to pay him next summer. Uh-huh. So that's 20 million, automatically 20 million. His agent, Rich Paul, he, ain't, he don't want a penny less. Yeah. Then you're paying Mitchell Robinson. And then the season right after Mitchell Robinson, you have to pay RJ Barrett. And who knows what's going, going to happen with Frank Nilakina? Because if you want to pay Frank Nilakina, He's not getting paid no less than $10 million per. Right. So, it's the cap issues. It's, it's Fred Van Fleet, who's my draft pick. And it's just, is he a stopgap point guard? Is he my future? Uh, it, it, it's so many things about Fred Van Fleet that I'm iffy about. 
But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be mad if we if we got him. I think he's a good player, championship player. Well, what, what's um what's the alternative to to this scenario? No, I mean we talk about Devin Booker trying trying to if, let's say if we got him and you know we maybe maybe we we got the ball, ball. But what what is the the alternative to that? Let's say let's say we don't go for um Devin Booker and we you know stay doing basically what we've been doing, just um, going through the draft. What's the um what's the the what's the plan? Well, I guess I guess that's plan A actually. So what what do we do with that plan? So so as far as like I right, I'm let me real quick. If we get Devin Booker, then your your final like piece to that plan should be Giannis Antetokounmpo. That if we trade for Devin Booker, yeah. But the second part, you saying that okay? What if we don't get Devin Booker? Yeah. Um, what if we just stick to the to the normal script of just um you know drafting you know going through the draft and building within like like we've been doing? It's tough because you. You want you want to play the kids, but you also want to maximize their talents at the same time. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm against trades, there is a trade that I would do. And I don't know if the Kings would take this trade. I don't know if you ask me, but I would do Julius Randle and Dennis Smith Jr., I give him one of the Dallas picks, and I give him a second round pick for Buddy Hill. For Buddy, if Buddy Hill. Hill has an attitude. If you want to get out of um Sacramento, yeah, and I get Buddy Hill. Go get my guys some shooters. I, I I think the number one thing that's missing on this roster is shooters. Yeah, the kids can shoot. I think people like they they misconstrue like words and stuff, and they say, "Oh, well, R.J. Barrett can't shoot. Knox can't shoot." shoot. From what I remember, bro, Knox made 121 plus threes his rookie year. From what I remember, yeah, I think Knox can shoot. From what I remember, Frank Nalakina shot 32% from three this season. Six more made threes, he would have been at 36%. RJ Barrett, 32% from three this season. And mind you, the other four dudes that was in his starting lineup, RJ Barrett has the highest three-point percentage out of his starting lineup. Yeah. So, shooting, bro. It's just shooting, shooting, shooting. We just need so much shooting on this roster, bro. And Mitchell Robinson has to shoot the three. Mitchell Robinson, you think you think he he should um be shooting threes? Yes, he got to shoot the three, bro. He got to shoot the three. If you want the big bucks, if you want me to pay you twenty million, because people get at me about yeah. Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> but I don't have people. Write me on Twitter because I call in on a, on a Nick fan TV or I call in nothing but Knicks and I say my piece and then I hit them with the but you know Mitchell Robinson still need to shoot the ball because you know we're gonna have to pay him soon. Yeah, so he, he got to show me something. And well, you know the, these, are, these are all question marks, you know, because um Mitchell Robinson can't even can't even do a, a basic drop step or a hook shot either, man. So he got to show something. At this point, he got to show everything. You know, what I'm saying, like you said, we, we um, the money's on the table for him to take. So if he doesn't show, if he doesn't uh, improve the, the way that he should, same thing with Knox and Neil Lakin, all these guys, man. Then we're gonna be, we're gonna have to start looking at other players, man. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, I love Knox, I love Frank Nilakina, I love um, Mitchell Robinson, I love R.J. Barrett, but I don't love them more than the team. Word up, yeah. It's, it's all about the team for me. Mm-hmm. Me wanting Mitchell Robinson to shoot the ball. Has it, it, it has everything to do with the team. 
Because if he's shooting the ball, it opens up lanes for R.J. Barrett. It opens up lanes for Kevin Knox. It, it just opens up the, the court more. And instead of it being so clogged and so congested, and yeah. you've got Julius Randle just sitting in the paint. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate Spinning it. around, right? Man. Spinning like a top and shit. Yo, but, I mean, that's the thing, man. We 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 got to figure out a way to to increase the talent level of this team. Like like, like me, it drives me crazy to to uh, to uh, waste um, you know, like like energy talking about guys like Kevin Knox and stuff like that because you know, you know, a, a lot of a lot of stuff is put in, into development, team development. But sometimes these guys they got to freaking do do their due diligence themselves. You know, it's one thing to be in shape. Everybody everybody in the NBA is in shape. But I mean, there's there's um there's a point between um you know uh you know being like. Like a like a starter or coming off the bench or just being um, Dotson, you know, because Dotson is, is just a a thirteenth guy, you know what I'm saying? So what what yeah. what is what is Kevin Knox? What is Frank Nilakina? What are they? They just are figments of our imagination at this point, you know. So we we kind of need to they they need to like help us here a little bit, you know, not not just you know us just giving them you know minutes because every year there's new players coming to the NBA and stuff like that, so. Like I said, this guy Harper, this guy Harper just pushed Trayer off the team. You know what I'm saying? So Harper might end up pushing Frank off the team. You know? Oh hell no! Hell you never no. know, man. You never know. You a lot know of why, people, a lot of people out there vouching for this for this kid. So you know, it's all it's all like a show and prove kind of thing. So that's true. That's these true. guys got to show up. Can they you name show up. me, name me one perimeter defender in the NBA that's 21 or younger who defends like Frank Nolakina. I'll wait. Yeah, but I'm not. You know, you're asking the wrong guy because I'm. I'm like a, not a fan of, of Frank Nilakina. The, the, the guy. Oh, you don't got to be a fan. Yeah, you're the but, perfect guy I can ask them because I don't want to ask somebody who stands for Frank. Well, this guy Frank, Frank, he, like he'll play, he'll play defense to to the point where you like, yo, this guy is amazing. And then for the next 15 games, he's like, where the fuck? I mean, you know, where, the, where, 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 where is he? Where's this? Like you're looking at him, he looks like he's not even there. Like his mind. Just like boop, like oh, like somebody like hit the button or something, and his mind went blank or something. Like the guy's bugged out. So I, I don't. I, to me, I don't understand it. That's the that's the difference between like like a real NBA player and somebody that that deserves to be back in Europe or something like that. You know, even what's what's that other kid that there was an um that came out of uh, Australia that um that he was on Utah for all those years. Oh, Dante Exum. Yeah, Dante Exum. Like, what the fuck is wrong with that kid? That kid is he's he's he has phenomenal basketball talent. You know what I'm saying? But for some reason, like he he he'll um fly down the court. You're like, whoa, look at this guy! And then he'll just like like blow a, a bunny bunny um layup right at the rim. And you wonder like, what is going on with this guy? You know, like what what's you know, it's something in between the eyes that this is not connecting correctly, man. So, you know, it's all between these guys. They got they got to figure it out. You know, and I wish they would because we need them, man. You know, we can't afford to be fooling around with these guys. You know what? That's so true. And you know how I know. This is how I know Frank Nilakina will prosper, right? You talk about him and he's disappearing in games. I respect that. But I can't really blame Frank Nilakina on that, bro. I got to blame, like, I got to blame Jeff Hornacek, yeah? I, I got to blame. The coach for, for, for two years ago? Yes, bro, because, yes, because it, I remember watching that season. Frank Nilakina and Porzingis played very well together, like extremely well together. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was start him. If you would have started Frank Nilakina two years ago, he would have been further along. All them little moves he's trying this season, he would have been doing those little moves. But he couldn't because he's always looking over his shoulder 
because the coach is trying out bum ass Jared Jack, and we're twenty games under five hundred. Mm-hmm. Then you got David Fist trash, and Fist trash. You know, Emmanuel <laughs> Mudiay. You know, Fist trash. I never, I never heard Fist trash, man. That shit is the best. <laughs> oh my god, the thought of Fist trash. Man. Oh my god, man. you know Fist though. You know Mudiay. We're gonna get you right. We're gonna get you right. Yeah, he's such a fraud, man. He was such a fraud. But you know, I, I think I think Frank Lilikina's problem, you know, with the groin thing, I think he needs to stay out the strip clothes. That's that's what I think he needs to do. <laughs> I think he's looking over his shoulder at the strippers in, in the third row. You know what I'm saying? The girls from, from OnlyFans and stuff. He needs to stay out of these chicks' DMs, man, and get his groin correct, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I said, man, he needs to stay away from big booty French women, New York women, man. That, that, that can't handsome, so I, I can't even... I, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay away from them girls. He's like, aye, wee, wee, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, la, la. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, yeah, his groin, that that kid, please, Frank Nellikane, I hope you're strengthening your legs. Because Something. you have doubters, like diehard Knicks. <laughs> yes, like diehard Knicks podcast. And I, I flamed them so many times on my podcast, it's unbelievable, man. But, you know. <laughs> Like I said, he's a young dude, man. I, you know, and he seems like a, he's like a real good kid. But I, I don't want to like, you know, I, I just don't want to talk badly about anybody, really. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like like I said, the, the, the needle has to do 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 do. It's gotta it's gotta start, you know, going green with these guys. You know, they gotta they gotta figure it out. You know, at this point now, man, the freaking season ain't gonna start till January for the Knicks. You know, so you said January? I don't think we're getting basketball until next March. Fuck. <laughs> next March, man. <laughs> Bro, my god, if we don't get basketball by next month, then mean you need to start a freaking league, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to start a training camp, yeah. I'm about to start a training camp tomorrow, man, and see if we can get a team out there. Man, it's it, it, you know what? I'm really pissed off because we supposed to already know who our draft pick was. The NBA draft was supposed to happen about 10 days ago. So it's like, uh, it, yeah. It's, at this at this point right now, we should be talking about like who we signed because this is the signing period right now. You know, at yeah. this point now, we'll be on our phones waiting for Wolves to drop the bombs on us. You know, who's who's getting signed next? You know, so this is this is crazy, man. This is like like stressing stressing me out a lot. You know what I'm saying? Then, yeah. in my opinion, they need to just dead this season because I mean, what, what it was another another team that came out today where they shut down the practice facility and it, they won't um, open it back up until Orlando comes. Like what the what's going on here? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, like I, I got a friend of mine. He he brought it he brought it to my attention. Then 1994 in um MLB had a lockout. You know what I'm saying? So they shut down the season for a whole for like like a like three quarters of a season was shut down because of a lockout. You know what I'm saying? So why can't the Knicks just? I mean, not the Knicks, the NBA. Why can't the NBA just be like, yo, yo, forget this, man? Because we got not only are we gonna mess up this season, but we're gonna mess up next season too. So like, what is going on here? It's it's, it's a couple things, brother. Um, if they if they do not play another game this season, mind you, it, it's not even about. Remember the lockout in 2011? There was the yeah. lockout, right? Because you know they was having problems with the CBA. Right. They already signed the CBA after the lockout, so the CBA includes TV deals, management deals. Uh, it, it, it's so many, so much money on the table, so. For them to lock out, the NBA has the power, and you don't want to give the power to the owners if you're the NBA player. The NBA owners have the power to basically rip up the old CBA and make a new one. And 
you don't know what the new CBA might have. It might have stretch provisions, whatever the hell it's called. You know, the new CBA might put more money back in the owner's pockets. And the NBA players are trying to make the most money they can. So I'm I'm scared, bro. I, if they start up this season again, this is how the NBA season is going to get canceled. Imagine we in the playoffs and it's game seven of the NBA Finals. And Giannis catches Corona. <laughs> that would be like the stupidest <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's that's like a Desperate Housewives episode. You know, it's like, what's it, you know, we, we, we really don't need that. You know, and yo, God, here's another thing. God forbid, God forbid, let's say it might not be an NBA player, but what if one of these NBA players bring the coronavirus back to their families and one of their family members die from coronavirus? Could you imagine that? Oh, my God. for something like that, you know? Yeah, bro, but if you go down the rabbit hole, it's like, what the hell? What are we doing here? You know? Yeah, but they gotta make money, bro. Capital capitalism rules all, man. You can't yeah. get past making money. Like, yeah, but I mean, guys, guys will be fishing at this point. At this point of the year, but yo, I, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up this point too, man. That um, you mentioned the lockout. That you know, by by the time this season, whenever they finish with this season, and then next season is gonna start late or whatever. They're gonna lose money because uh because they they're not really on a regular schedule, so they're gonna lose money anyway. So the owners that they, they don't have any stipulations due to um catastrophic um occurrences really in their contracts. So that's that's gonna be a cause for another um um lockout, another CBA um you know stall. You know what I'm saying? Because they gotta put some language in there to protect both sides if um something like this happens. So we might end up being another lockout. Oh, oh god. It's just like I'm saying. If you, if you keep talking about it, you know, you add this, add this to it, that that rabbit hole gets real crazy, and um, it's like, yo, man, we 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 we're, we're like on a freight train, you know, you know, so to speak of of like, I, I really don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, man, this this is the weirdest NBA season I've ever seen. Weird, man. Yeah. This world is weird right now. Yeah, Everything. yeah. This is weird. I I knew it was gonna be weird when Kobe, Kobe passed away the day after my birthday. Oh, yeah, man, that that shit. Even just thinking about Kobe, that is that is bugged out that he's not on this earth anymore, you know. And his daughter's just not here either. You know, I'm waiting for the aliens to come, man. I think it's September. You know, they, we're gonna see them going across, going over the um, you know, the the freaking Brooklyn Bridge or whatever, and shit. Like, oh my god. Yeah, this this year has been one for the ages, man. If yeah. only Trump did not take away the pandemic team. That Obama created. Oh my God, we'd have been further along. (laughs) (laughs) So, one last thing, and then we could get out of here. Yeah, I I was listening to Marcellus Wiley, who's who's on Speak for Yourself on FS1, and he was talking about how the NBA painting Black Lives Matter on the floor is a bad idea. Mm. I understood what he was talking about because he doesn't want really he doesn't want the Black Lives Matter movement hijacked and made profitable like made as a a profit getter, made as a money maker um, instead of it actually being you know, something we stand for something that stands against racism Mm -hmm. do you I kind of understood what he was talking about yeah, but do you think it's a bad idea for the NBA to 
brand logos with Black Lives Matter and, you know, the the basketball court. I think it's a great idea because, you know, they're basketball players. That's what you signed up for. You ain't signed up to be a goddamn politician. But yeah. how, how, how do you feel about that? Well, that, that's another rabbit hole question, man. But, you know, it's all symbolism, you know, like I don't want to I don't want to get crazy with the whole black and white stuff because, you know, you know, it, it really is really is that it's, it's just this country. So so racism, you know, like 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 we, we were talking about um, statues and stuff like that. You take down the statues. It's like, OK, yeah, great, man. Take down the statues. No more Confederate flag. Now you want to talk about 30 years from now. They're going to be people going to be like, yo, they had racist statues up. You know what I'm saying? Wow, they they had that back in the days. So you got to be very careful with that too, because these these symbols that they do they they do now is a mind fuck to, to brainwash people into into um um just not even remembering that this stuff was even going on at one point. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's it's like a very slippery slippery thing, man. You know, like what with all the symbolism and all this other stuff. Because I mean, you know, it's it's a good thing to have it out there for people to see, but it's also bad because they can they can use it to to um to negate the thing, you know, and, and eliminate it from history like it didn't even happen. <laughs> like Christopher Columbus discovering America? Yeah, man. I mean, these are conversations that, 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 that everybody's having now. But when we were kids, you know, it was the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa the Maria, you know, color, color this green, color this brown, and, you know, circle this part and this, that, and the other, and tell a story and make, make, a, make a costume and all this other stuff. We used to do this as kids, and I'm looking at my mom now. It's like, yo, you didn't know Christopher yo, yo. Columbus was a... Was was this like yo? Why did you have me doing that? You had me looking like a like an asshole when I was like six years old. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, like we we in a world now that that a lot of change, a lot of change is happening. And I'm happy, you know that you know like you said that you you got educated with a lot of stuff um that um that that happened in the past. You know, this great conversation to have, but we also got to be very careful not to um um with these symbols and stuff like that. Let that uh, make you think that everything is all good. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it really isn't. You know, we got to be very careful with all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on the nose, brother. Yeah. Um, I guess that's what we got. Yeah, I guess that's what we got for now. I mean, it ain't really much, nothing else to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but got to put out some information for the people. Um, yeah. It's always good talking to you, man. You, you always you always got a lot of energy, bro. It's bro. You you a Harlem guy all the way too, man. So you know, I, you know, I, I feel I feel the energy. As, as soon as I hear Julius Randle, it gets me roused up, man. I, <laughs> I, I can't help it, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a killer. But yeah. um, any last words for the people, brother, before we get out of here? Ah, oh, man, what can I do, man? Yo, uh, follow me. <laughs> follow me on Dianix <laughs> Podcast Instagram. You know, I don't fuck with on um, Twitter like that, but I'm on um, Dianix um, PC on on Twitter. You know what I'm mean? saying? Rock, rock with the kids, man. You know, you rocking with um State of the New York Knicks. Rock with Dianix podcast and you know, stay away from ESPN and all these guys, man. They're not down for us, you know. Mm-mm. Stop doing interviews with these clowns, bro. You know what I'm saying? Go find some some real people to talk to and um let's um let's make it happen for for real fans, not not the not the BS. <laughs> Charles Oakley. <laughs> he did <laughs> ESPN <laughs> kill me, man. Yeah. Then they always put a graphic highlight of somebody dunking on the Knicks. <laughs> it's like it's always always, the always. They always gotta throw throw our names in their mouth. I'm tired of it, man. <laughs> and then and then your know, players still keep going to ESPN for exclusives and stuff. They don't have to do that no more. No, you know what I'm saying? It's like fucked out. Yeah, yo, that is crazy. It is crazy. I'm anti-ESPN too. Nick Nation, yeah. go follow my guy, Die Hard Knicks Podcast on Instagram or on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Don't listen to ESPN. 
Operation <laughs> ESPN is canceled when it comes to Nick Nick um news. But I'm out of here, man. This was a good podcast, my brother. I'm yeah. Out yeah. Of here. Nick Nation. Peace. Peace.